About 30 years ago, a singer named Jewel wondered out loud, what if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. Just a stranger on the bus, trying to make his way home like a holy rolling stone, back up to heaven all alone. Of course, we know the answer to that question. God is one of us. We reaffirm our belief in that reality every time we say in the creed, he came down from heaven and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate with the Virgin Mary and became man. And the he who came down from heaven is God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. And the creed quickly and succinctly summarizes what we've been celebrating for almost 80 days now. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. But of course, we know that there was also quite a bit of time, 40 days to be exact, between the resurrection and the feast that we celebrate today, the Ascension. St. Luke tells us in the Acts of the Apostles that Jesus showed himself alive by many proofs. Jesus demonstrated over and over again to his apostles and his disciples that he is indeed alive. He wanted to solidify in their minds that he truly did rise from the dead. Just as he really and truly died on Good Friday, so he really true and truly rose on Easter Sunday. He was neither a ghost without a real body, nor did they simply imagine that he was raised. And he showed them that the resurrected body is both similar to and different from their bodies, the body before the resurrection. The apostles had to get their heads around the fact that things were different because of Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. On Easter Sunday morning, he famously said to Mary Magdalene, stop holding on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, before sending her off to preach the resurrection to the apostles. Not only did he announce the ascension that first Easter morning, but he also clearly stated that we cannot cling to things the way they used to be. Things are different now. They must be different because of all that Jesus said and did. And just like us, Mary Magdalene, the apostles, and the rest of the disciples didn't like change. It took them a while to accept it to get their heads around it. I think that is God's merciful reason for the 40 days between the resurrection and the ascension. Back to the creed, today's feast gets just a single line. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. We hear both of St. Luke's versions of the event today. 
In the gospel, we get just its essence in a single line. But even in the Acts of the Apostles, we hear a fuller teaching of Jesus, but it's scarcely only four lines long. In our second reading in the letter to the Hebrews, the author tells us where Jesus went. Christ did not enter into a sanctuary made by hands, a copy of the true one, but heaven itself, so that he might now appear before God on our behalf. And of course, he did that with his human body, with our nature. He didn't shed his humanity on the last day like a cheap suit. And because of his bodily ascension into heaven, our human nature gains access and intimacy with God that it never had before. The letter goes on to tell us, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since through the blood of Jesus we have confidence of entrance into the sanctuary by the new and living way he opened for us through the veil that is his flesh, let us approach with a sincere heart and an absolute trust. Think about that for a minute. What the author is trying to tell us is that because Jesus took on our flesh, offered it on the cross, raised it from the dead, he himself became the living way for all of us to access heaven. So Jewel was only partially correct. He did indeed return to heaven all alone in his humanity. But the whole point of him coming down in the first place was that all humanity could now enter heaven. He wasn't going to stay alone in heaven in his humanity for long. A few short years later, he would lift his most blessed mother into that sanctuary when the course of her earthly life was completed, body and soul. And because of this, we know where our final goal is, where our destination is, too. The Lord has been, and the church have been hammering home for us these past 40-plus days that we will rise again in the flesh because of Jesus. And today's feast adds to that that Jesus now appears before God on our behalf, but the, at the end of time, we ourselves will stand before the throne of God in our very bodies. How we get there is a mystery, the mystery of the unfolding of our lives. But again, we know where we're going. We know that it will be and must be with Jesus, our living way, as well as the truth and our life. We will also have an advocate to be with us always, as he told the apostles that day. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. 
So we get a hint as to what the how looks like. But that's for another homily, another preacher to unpack. So stay tuned.